Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston, and you're listening to Radio Carum. a free elf and Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends wait a minute wait a minute doc uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean the way I see it if you're gonna build a time machine into a car why not do it with some style Yes, it is Girls on Film with me, Carenza. And Kim. And you are listening to Radio Carol. Indeed you are. And good afternoon. And my word, we've got a bumper show this afternoon, Kimmy. We have. I don't know how we're going to cram it all in. We'll find a way. Now, you have been to the movies. I, I did. I went to the flicks. I'm not going to say pictures this week because I got caned for it last week. <laughs> but yeah, I went to the flicks and uh, I saw The Batman. The Batman, okay. Well, um, I've also been along to the theatre this week to check out Hamilton to see, oh, is it, is it, does it live up to all the hype, Kimmy? Does it live up to all the hype? So uh, we'll find out about that. We will. I was there with you and uh, we'll tell you all about it. And uh, TV shows, we've got a couple mm. this week. Yeah, look, I'm reviewing Afterlife considering the third series is now out and uh, of the much-loved three-part series, this is the last one. Is so it really the last one? It is and I'm really, really disappointed that it is the last one because I, I could watch this all day. Fantastic. And then we take a trip down memory lane. Can you believe it? After 37 years, Kim... 37 years, Neighbours is coming to an end. We're going to have a look back at that iconic Mm -hmm. show. A lot coming up, so sit back, put your feet up and enjoy Girls on Film. I can take care of myself. If 
this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. Good afternoon and welcome back to Radio Karen where you're listening to Girls on Film with myself, Kim and Carenza. So Carenza, as I said before, I went along and saw the Batman. Exciting. In that the pictures again, I'm taking the first big question, Kimmy, was it, you know, what flavour chalk top did you have this week? Chalk mint. Always chalk, chalk mint. mint. You've never tried any other flavour? Yeah, I've, I, I've tried the boysenberry. Always, uh, you know, a good choice when I do. But uh, yeah, I tend to... Yeah, go the same one. Girl. Yeah, bit of a, my daughter is as well. Funnily enough, so I've got a question. Hmm. So it's not Batman, like it's the Batman, and I'm intrigued. Why hmm. is it the Batman? Is it making a statement or something? Or? Do you know what? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's the Batman because it's actually kind of titled The Bat, The Cat and The Rat. So when you see it, you'll know that you've got the Bat, Batman, the Cat, Catwoman and then the Rat. The Rat is actually an informer, which is behind all of the um, reasons why the, uh, the serial killer is actually killing everyone. So uh, it, it, the Batman centres around a sadistic serial killer, okay, but that also happens to be the Riddler. So, so sorry, the Riddler is the serial killer. The Riddler is the serial okay. killer. So he targets key political figures in Gotham, okay. right? Um, and Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption amongst the entire, pretty much the entire police force and all government officials, as well as questioning whether his family had anything to do with it and whether oh. they were corrupt or not, his mum and dad. And now we know the Batman loves his mum and dad and he wants vengeance for for the murders. So, yeah, look, this... Uh, movie was was fabulous actually I, I i wasn't sure how i would like it i do love the franchise uh the batman franchise I, I think there's about 10 of them now this one starred robert pattinson from twilight uh and zoe kravitz daughter of lenny and colin farrell now funnily enough i didn't realize because i like to go you know with an open slab a slate you know before a movie i don't like to read too much yeah, about yeah, it yeah you walk in don't and just spoilers see what or anything like that so i went along and when the credits were coming down, I was just gobsmacked to see that uh, Colin Farrell was the Penguin. 
Oh, you didn't realise that's I who it was. I did not realise he's unrecognisable. In fact, a little tidbit is that when he put on all these prosthetics that usually took up to six hours to put on, he went into Starbucks to see if anyone re- would recognise him. Now, he doesn't look like a penguin. It's just all prosthetics <laughs> to make him like human. Um and no one recognised him. At all. No. There you go. See, if you're a celebrity, you can get out and about with the um, the general riffraff like you and me. Yeah. Now, Patterson was brilliant as Batman, but I don't think I liked him as Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? Yeah. He kind of, you know, you remember, um, oh, what was his name, the the previous Batman? Oh. Gee, it's a slip the, uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. So Christian Bale was, you know, debonair as uh, Bruce Wayne, and he had class. This guy, uh, this Batman, this Bruce Wayne, is just grungy and mm. a bit grotty, really, for my liking. So um, yeah, look, I think that's the way it was supposed to be because I think the director based his. Um, character bruce wayne's character on nirvana's kurt cobain oh so it's a darker film as well it's very dark this film it's very violent too um and we have a much more sinister batman as well um however i in saying that he was also more human and more vulnerable um than any of the other batmans so um yeah look it was a great cast also there was uh james gordon played um by Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. Um, he was pretty good in it too. Um, but yeah, Gotham is a very dark, seedy city in this one, full of crime and corruption. Yeah. So overall thoughts, Kimmy. So, and how long was this one? I mean, the last movie you saw was nearly close to three hours. So this one obviously not as long? No, no. Look, this one was three hours long as well. It's just short, I think, by two minutes. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, very long <laughs> So you long do film. want the recliner chairs. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in saying that, it was a really quick film. It didn't, you know, drag on, which I thought it would, you know. Um, but, oh, look, I, as I said, I love the franchise, Batman. Uh, the, my, so one you're of my a DC fav- girl, oh, DC look, or Marvel. That's, no, that's, that's the debate, isn't um, it? bit of both because the dark knight with heath ledger who could forget that that's got to be in my top 10 films of all time and and uh, heath ledger won the uh uh the oscar for that uh, posthumous oscar at that but yeah really good really good i'll look i think um having said that and putting it up against that and batman begins with christian bale and who can forget um michael Caine and gary oldman were in the others Mm. as well and, you know, I'd have to probably only give it three and a half stars. But it's worth a watch. It's, it's a worth good a watch. Film. Well, this is the exciting thing. You can go to the movies at the moment. Many people wearing masks. Uh, once again, there weren't many people in the, in the movies at all. So you had the theatre nearly all to yourself. How cool is that, actually, going to the theatre with your chock top, yeah. your, um, your Coke, la- lazing back in your chair and watching a great film for three hours? Always good. First movie of the day and there's hardly a soul in there. Well, that's a great tip. Well, you talked a bit about Nirvana. Interesting, actually, because obviously Nirvana mm. music is a significant part of the soundtrack yeah. of this film. So we're going to have a listen to Something in the Way. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, 
and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC. And when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. There you go, the trailer for Hamilton. Now, we went to check this out because um, it's obviously receiving a lot of hype at the moment. So mm. it is the number one musical that has just come to Melbourne. Mm. Um, and uh, we had some fantastic seats. Actually, we had a great night out, I think. And uh, what was really exciting, not just going to the theatre, was actually just to be back in Melbourne and back in the city, Him, Absolutely. And we had a lovely meal before the show. Down into Chinatown, that's right. I was in Geelong for the day and I came and met you. I think you caught the train and um, mm. we walked on down um, Little Burke Street. That's right. Always a good feed down there. 50 bucks for a fantastic meal of beautiful pan-fried dumplings yep. and uh, amazing, amazing food. BYO, your wine. Great way to start the evening and here we are in the Hyped Up show. Now this is a really interesting show because um, it's a musical, it's really hard to rate this, Kim, mm. it's a musical like no other. I've never seen yeah. anything like this no, before. It's a, it's a modern It's a um, very, it. very yeah. modern musical. So yeah. it's a mixture of um, hip-hop, rap uh, and a bit of soul in there yeah, as well. Yeah, a bit of R&B I think. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, Every word, there are no spoken words. They're either wrapped or sung all the way through it. And um, the crowd went absolutely wild for this, Kim. I mean, people were on the, you know, standing in their seats cheering at the yeah. end of every single song. It was incredible. I don't think I've ever been to a show where there's been that much dialogue, albeit, as you said, it was sung or, or it was in, uh, in rap verse or whatever. But to remember the amount of lines that they did... Absolutely unbelievable. Mm, Absolutely you unbelievable. You said something about how it was just one of the most, um, you know, uh, the biggest musical with the most dialogue or something to me this morning. It, it is, it is. And incredibly contemporary. So it's set right back in, the, you know, way, way back at the start, really, of America. And it's an American yeah. musical. And it was really about what they call their forefathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the story of one Alexander Hamilton, um, who actually was an immigrant who was born overseas and who comes along and... Um, ends up uh, becoming George Washington's right-hand man at the time when um, the Americans were fighting the British. And, of course, uh, in the the show, um, the king is absolutely amazing. My personal view steals the show. He did steal the show. He was hysterical. Absolutely fabulous. But we sort of see the, you know, I guess the story of American independence Mm. through the eyes of what was happening at the time and the story of Alexander Hamilton, who's been largely not really mentioned a lot in history. And it's a powerful story. Because he was the treasurer and the vice president. And and set up the bank as well. Um, But also went on to... The whole constitution. Correct. uh, Went on to being involved in a huge sex scandal as Mm. well. Um, And there's some family tragedy in there too, Mm. which is... um, really quite uh, difficult and in the end you actually see how he dies as well it's a it's a, it's a, a powerful story i think of of america um and the the performance the performers were unbelievable kim the singing and the dancing was just simply amazing i can understand the hype i mean mm. I, I don't know what i was expecting um but i was certainly I, i've never I said i've never seen a, a theater production like this as i said it was rap hip-hop um yep. and people of all ages in the theater too i mean people in their 70s and 80s were going off for this too it was incredible oh, to see and uh, the it was for everyone really there was young people right through as you said but the dancing the dancing was just incredible yeah and it's a it's a 
I think it takes you back to that era and that time. So it's a story of extreme poverty. And when mm-hmm. we see, you know, how people lived in that era yeah. and in that time when there was no money, the, the, the birthing of the American Constitution, as you yeah. said, you know, how they actually debated and set up the laws, all mm-hmm. of those things. And then the fights, you know, I suppose these sort of, you know, the wars at the time with the British, the French. Yeah. What all of that meant, but yeah, the birth of the birth of um, the Constitution of America, and yeah, George Washington, and then how George Washington stepped away and left as well. So it was a leading the way for Thomas Jefferson. Correct. So mm. it's really, um, I, I learned a lot actually about American. I think I suppose history that I didn't mm. know, um, which made it really interesting too. Um, uh, yeah, I think is it worth the hype? I think so. It I think is, so. Definitely. And I've I've read, you know, other other reviewers saying you need to see it a second time to really take it in and I think that's true. I think there was so much happening and so many things to try and take in and see and follow and understand that um going back as I, I would probably go back a second time. I would probably enjoy going back a second time. I think I would be able to follow more of the story. Well, you know, Karenza, you don't actually have to go back to the theatre because if you're not lucky enough to see it at Her Majesty's, which is my favourite theatre in Melbourne, um, and you don't want to go and see it the second time and fork out all the money because it is a bit expensive, you can actually watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's been made into a massive film. It uh, was number one in the box office for a little while. Uh, it was made in 2016 but wasn't released until last year and it won an Emmy. Wow. Well, there you go. Lots of ways to go and see it then. You mm. can, uh, if you feel like a night out into the city, it is a great night. And as I said, just to be able to go and eat out in Melbourne again, I think it's been two years since I've done something like that, Kim. Absolutely. And when I say it's been made into a film, what they actually did is they actually filmed a Broadway production. So it's the actual ah. American Broadway production that they actually filmed. So what you're seeing is the, what Stage we saw show. with just different And you just ca- have to have, have a subscription, I'm guessing, to Disney to see it. Yeah. And look, it'll probably come to, to the others prime. Uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Netflix, who knows? But at the moment, it, it is with Disney+. Disney Plus. Well, um, scores, Kimmy. So what, what's your thought or your thoughts on the scores for this? You know, I've thought long and hard about this today. And um, although it wasn't always my cup of tea, I thought it was just brilliant. And I'm, I've got to give it four stars, four out of five. I would agree with you. I think the performances were stellar. The singing was magnificent. The cast were absolutely, oh my goodness me, they were yeah. so talented. Very you've got to give it a, you've got to give it a four and a half. Yeah. I just, they just blew me away. And, and to, as you said, the ability to remember all those yeah. words, can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Well, this is um, this is a song that is a theme, and it's about my shot, um, and it's about people taking their opportunities. It comes up a few times um, in the show, so we figured we might play this for you. Now, this is the Australian cast um, production singing my shot. If you're the caraway, just call Mitchell Tall, or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside. Just call me Chotol. Buy a summer house. Just call me Chotol. Me Chotol. Real estate. Oh yeah, little real estate. We want more. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Carum. If you're watching this, then I'm not around anymore, but don't spiral, don't obsess. 
keep going. So how are you? A good day is when I don't go around wanting to shoot random strangers in the face and then turn the gun on myself. I'd leave you a little guide to life without me. You're lovely, but you're absolutely fucking useless. Stay active. It's not ideal to be a fat, lazy, self-pitying lump. Pedo! What? Pedo! I'm not a pedo. And if I was, you'd be safe with tubby little ginger cunt. You know how grumpy you get when things don't go your way? You've got such a good heart. You're born like it. You're just decent. This is Sandy. If you could show her the ropes, tell her what's what. Humanity is a plague. We're a disgusting, selfish parasite, and the world would be a better place without us. Is that the sort of thing you meant? No. How's Lisa? Oh, Jesus, she's dead, Dad. Bring Lisa with you. Fuck me. You can't just go around being rude to people. You can, though. The dog should be on a lead. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Thank you. What? He is not a fat, hairy, nosy cocksucker. Sorry about that. Disgusting. If I do and say what the fuck I want, and then when it all gets too much, I can always kill myself. It's like a superpower. That's the worst superhero I've ever heard of. Why don't you throw yourself into your work, OK? That's what depressed people do. We're putting out a free local newspaper that no-one cares about. That's not true. I've seen lonely people, people dying, people in pain. I don't think I've ever met anyone quite as sad as him. Got something for your front cover. Freddie Mercury's tooth. He's disgusting. Brian, not everyone can get in the paper. Not everyone's fingered Jackie Collins. Have you? No. Cheers. OK, see you again. Good afternoon and welcome back to Radio Karen where you're listening to Girls on Film. Now, Carenza, I think we should have given them a language warning for that I one. I thought I beeped it all out. Did you, you like my beeping? I, I loved did my your best sense. at beeping then, oh, my censorship. Yeah, your censorship beep was, was fabulous. I really my liked word, it. My word, seriously, Ricky Gervais, far out. There is a lot of language. If you're going to watch uh, that show, there is a lot of language. Have you ever expected anything less from him, though? No. Uh, he's a very naughty man and uh, I know if you're on the receiving, end of um you know his uh golden globe hosting Tirading. yeah then <laughs> it's uh, roasting yeah, hosting or roast, roasting kimmy uh, abs- both absolutely well, look ricky gervais i should say stars as tony in afterlife the lead character it is brilliant one of my favorite all-time series just wonderful so uh tony ricky gervais what his wife has just died, okay? So his funny, easygoing, nice guy persona is gone and it's been altered and it's turned him into an impulsive, devil with care, attitude talking, um, uh, bitter maniac. and twisted. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he contemplates suicide during it but decides that he wants to live long enough to punish everyone else on the planet. Uh, for his wife's death, metaphorically speaking, you know. He says and does everything that he wants. There's no filter whatsoever. Um, and he sees this as his superpower. He and he does. mentions that quite a lot, doesn't he? That's he his does. superpower. He does. Um, yeah, so his plan's a little bit undermined, though, when everyone around him... Look, he's a really loved character, even in, in with all the people around him, from the postman <coughs> to, to the local prostitute to everybody. And, and no, he doesn't go there. But... Um, He's loved, so everyone knows he's a really nice guy underneath and they try to make him a better person and I think that's the endearing part of this. Um, now, saying that, um, 
series one is absolutely beautiful um, and series two as well. Series three, a little bit darker, but uh, it, as I said, it's absolutely beautiful. It's The acting's outstanding. It's funny. It's heartwarming. And even the humour, um, it's, it's absolutely hysterical and it's tinged with sadness and vice versa. Yeah, I think the thing that I found with this is one minute you're laughing your head off and mm. the next minute you are bawling your eyes out, literally, at this TV show because it is so powerful. And the dog, oh, oh. my goodness me, the, no, that dog steals so many scenes in this show. But you're right, the characters are quirky, yeah. they're funny, um, but it's real, isn't it's it? It's real. very real. And you kind of get you kind of get where his character is, even though, as I said, you think, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and no one else would get away with it. I mean, you know, the the, the, the use of the language, there's a lot of um, swearing in this. Um, yeah. And he talks a lot about that too, actually. Mm. You know, Ricky Gervais has said, well, actually, that's what makes this show really, really real. And yeah. I'm not afraid to say what I think actually people say in real life. That's right. And look... All of his shows, The Office, uh, Derek and The Extras, they're all a bit like that. They're all very real life, like, you know, mm-hmm. just about normal people doing normal things that are a little bit more outrageous, I guess. Uh, and the, uh, look, he's incredible. He really is. Um, you'll laugh uncontrollably during this um, series, but you'll also cry. You will need your tissues. I cried. I sobbed. Yes. In actual fact, there were times when I was laughing and sobbing at the same time, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You need so, lots of tissues. Yeah. Look, it's got an all-star cast, um, but a, one person that stands out is David Bradley. Uh, do you remember David Bradley as uh, Walter Frey? Walter Frey in Game of Thrones? Oh, father. yes, his father. Yeah. He was also in the Harry Potter, se- Potter series as well. I can't say I've watched Harry Potter, Kimmy. Yeah, and Les Mis. Les Mis as well. But look... It's got three seasons, as I said earlier, and um, I think this one's the last. I think this is wow. he's kind of uh, finalised this one. So, so it's a story of loss mm. and grief, but also relationships too, isn't yeah. it? So, I mean, what's what I loved about this was the the lady that he befriends, who's lost oh, her husband too, and the from friendship, Abbey, yeah, yeah. The, and the friendship that they form. And there's you know there's a scene, and this scene really struck me. And he's he goes and he sits on this bench at the graveyard, which is where he's met the older lady who goes there to tend to her husband's grave. And he's sat there alone on his own one day and he's just got a bottle of scotch and he's drinking it. And she comes up and sits down and chats to him and says, hey, you shouldn't drink alone. Takes the bottle and takes a big swig of the scotch <laughs> yeah. with him. And I think, to me, that captures so much of what this this show is about. I mean, that's real. It's real life. Yeah. You're not on your own. You don't have to be on your own. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, grief is a painful terrible thing and you can't go over it you can't go under it you've got to go through it and that's what this is about I think this show is which is why I think it resonates so strongly if you've loved anybody in your life that you've lost and we all have you get you get this show and you can understand his pain and um, as I said yeah I agree with you some parts I was in hysterics at Kim I mean I was rolling in the aisles if I was sat in a theatre Rolling in the aisles at home, you know, the, the biggest belly chuckles because it's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And in other parts, I, I just bawled. So mm-hmm. um, brilliant. Wonderful show. Wonderful show. And in actual fact, it's probably one of my favourite all-time series. So where can people watch this? Um, Netflix. It's a Netflix it's show. It's a Netflix show. So, yeah, do yourself a favour, as Molly Meldrum ah. would say, and uh, get along. Check out Netflix. So what's your yep. score, Kim, for five. this one? Yep. You know what? Five for me too. Unequivocally a five. I think that might be our highest scoring 
show ever. I think so. I don't think we've given a solid 10 before. Absolutely brilliant. You just have to be prepared, you know, for the language. And I'm not a prude by any means, but my goodness, Mm -hmm. it gets pretty blue in places. It's pretty full on. Yeah. No kids. It's rated R. Yeah, no kids. No kids. That's true. Um, Now, uh, the soundtrack to this is amazing. Phenomenal Mm -hmm. sound. So we're actually going to pick one of the opening songs that's in... um, uh, season three, so the final season, you said episode one, and the things we do for love, 10 Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go, Karam. Now let's have it. What is it this time? Monday night, Neighbours continues. Go through with it. You're only as young as you feel, and at the moment I feel about 19 genuinely personally. Des and Daphne can't keep up with the pace. You make me feel like a warm, passionate woman. Danny's real father is finally revisited. You're one of my favourite people. And you're one of mine. Nothing would make me happier than to see you in a slammer, mate. Neighbours, six o'clock. There you go. That was a trailer, Kim, from 1985 for Neighbours. I can't believe you're reviewing this. I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to take a trip down <laughs> memory, memory lane. So, of course, Neighbours is an iconic Australian uh, TV soap opera. First broadcast, did you know, on the Seven Network mm. on the 18th of March back in 1985. That was created by television executive Reg Watson. Now, mm-hmm. I always thought it was someone called Reg Grundy, so I got mm. confused by this. Um, now, did you know it was pretty successful in Melbourne, you know, born and bred in Melbourne, but it underperformed in the Sydney market and then Ch- Channel 7 cancelled it after only four months. Um, it, but it was immediately picked up and commissioned by rival network. Ten. Channel 10, that's right, for a second production season, which began screening on the 20th of January in 1986. Now, did you know, know that Neighbours has become the longest running drama series in Australian television history? I did know that, yes. Okay, and in 2005... As a show, it was inducted into the Logies Hall of Fame. Now, what really, I think, made Neighbours huge was in 1986, the TV series was bought by the BBC. And this is where I fell in love with it because I was living in England at the time as part of their new daytime schedule in the United Kingdom. Now, Neighbours made it de- made its debut on BBC One on the 27th of October in 1986, starting with the pilot episode. It soon gained a loyal audience. Now, they showed it at lunchtime, Kim. They showed it at 1.25, and I know this because I would watch it. Um, it gained a loyal audience, and the show became really popular with younger viewers like me at that time. And before long, it was watched by 16 million viewers. Can you believe more people than the entire population of Australia at the time. Now, here's some trivia for you. Um, They had to change the times of Neighbours because what was happening is school kids, like, you know, I was, I think, probably in, like, grade... School, year five, I was just going to say, it, how did you get to watch it? Were you um, wagging school? No, you would go and get your lunch and then you would watch Neighbours and then you would come back to school late. And so these kids weren't coming back to school. So there was a huge, you know, furore about it. And the BBC were then forced to repeat it at five... 
35 each night so if you miss the lunchtime you know because it was a lunchtime show for their daytime viewing they put it on literally on prime tv just before the news well, jason donovan and kylie minogue were huge in Britain massive yeah. well it's become the longest running drama series in australian mm-hmm. television and the seventh longest running serial drama still on air in the world Wow, did you know that? Like Days of Our Lives, I guess it writes that and the young and the Thirty-seven years, and it's obviously about to end. So I thought it would be great to take Mm. a trip down memory lane. Now, the last piece of trivia: I want you to guess what episode number five hundred and twenty-three. It became one of the most watched soap opera episodes upon its broadcast. Scott and Charlene's wedding. You're right. It is Scott and Charlene's wedding when it aired in Britain in November nineteen eighty-eight. Can you guess this audience size in the UK? Uh, I remember where I was when I watched it. No, I remember where I was too because I watched it as well. Um, no, I had guess. no idea. Have a guess. Have a guess. Come on. Uh, Again. Look, 20 million. You, you Well done. 19.6 million. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's made it the third most watched program in the country that year. The we wedding wouldn't have of Scott even had that population in Australia back then, would no, we? No, no, no. As no. I said, yeah, well, Australian population was 16 million then. Wow. 19.6. Where were you when uh, Scott and Charlene got married? I was at, um, I was um, staying at my parents' house. I have no idea why, because they weren't home. Maybe I was looking after the dog. And I remember sitting on the couch watching it with my friend. Wow. Well, I was um, I was on work experience. We had to do work experience. Um, and um, the whole work experience, I was working with people with disabilities um, in a market garden. You can imagine this beautiful garden and um, they sold, you know, veg, you know, food and stuff to the public. It was an awesome social enterprise. Mm. And um, the whole social enterprise stopped and every single one of us, wherever we were working, we all watched Scott marry Charlene. Yeah. And uh, didn't he <laughs> sing the song? Oh, Angry Anderson. No. no. He also, there was Angry Anderson as well, but then wasn't... That, that he walked up the aisle to Angry, Angry Anderson. Anderson. But then they, especially for you. That was a song that was released in the charts a little later oh, that okay. also did really well. Now, I'm going to play you some clips um, of the most memorable moments from Neighbours. So let's, let's have a little clip back in time. Neighbours, everybody needs good neighbours. Let's see when Scott met Charlene. Charlene, what on earth do you think you're doing? I was trying to get in and he jumped me. I was only out the back. Are you all right, Scott? Yeah, terrific, thanks. Sorry, Scott. With a little understanding. And then who can forget the tragic disappearance of Harold? Oh, but before that, we'll have Scott and Charlene's wedding. That was the Angry Anderson song there, Kimmy. (laughs) He's enjoying himself. Oh, where's he gone? He was there a minute ago. Yeah, Harold went missing. 
only to return Kim just he a came few back years to later. Life and he became, like, wasn't he found in the Salvation Army in a uniform? Yeah, I remember that. Yes? Oh, um, I was wondering if uh, uh, Mrs. Helen Daniels might be in. Harold, how wonderful to see you. Airplane crash in 2005 that killed off several main characters, Kim. Mm -hmm. I remember that one too. Ditch approximately five miles short of the coast. You sleep with your seatbelt on. And of course, the theme song changed over the years too. It did. And the Lassiters blew up. It did. So some of the iconic scenes from Neighbours, but we're gonna have a bit of fun now, Kim. I want to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a trivia with you mm -hmm. now. There are twelve superstars who okay. got their big breaks yep. on Neighbours. So yep. let's have a bit of fun. I'm gonna tell you their character names and see if you can name them. Okay. So uh, Charlene Robinson, Kylie Minogue. That's right, Kylie Minogue. Now she starred from 1986 to 1988 and would go on to become probably Australia's most famous export mm -hmm. um, after leaving the show and pop icon now isn't she absolutely wonderful uh, okay and who was scott robinson uh jason donovan that's right same time though we stayed a year later because kylie moved to brisbane first and then jason followed them, which is where they're still living now apparently mm -hmm. up in brisbane do you think they'll come back for the grand finale is my big question i don't think so Oh, I heard a rumour that Kylie might. I'd be very Maybe. excited. Okay, and who played Mike Young? That would be Guy Pearce. That is Guy Pearce. Fantastic. And, of course, he went on to a whole bunch of other shows like LA Confidential, mm -hmm. uh, the film Memento and the King's Speech. And he was recently Scrooge in BBC One's modern take on A Christmas Carol. Mm. Now, do you know that Russell Crowe actually uh, made a couple of appearances in Neighbours? I do know Neighbours? that, yeah. Do you remember his character? No, I can't say do. Kenny Larkin back in uh, back in mm -hmm. twenty sorry twenty nineteen eighty seven he had four episodes as Henry Ramsey's dodgy ex cellmate. Okay. And then who played Donna Friedman from two thousand and eight until two thousand and eleven? Oh, look, I didn't watch it then, but I think it was Margot Robbie. You are right. It is the darling of Hollywood. I mean, how amazing is this soap opera? How many stars have we made? It can do no wrong, can she? Um, and she owes it to all those years on Ramsey Street as the ditzy teen Donna. Um, but oh, she's done so well, hasn't she? I mean, look at it. The Wolf of Wall Street, Harley Quinn. She's played Sharon Tate, Tonya Harding. Is there anything that she cannot do? She's brilliant. Now, do you remember uh, Billy Kennedy from the Kennedy family that moved into yeah, the Yeah, Jesse Spencer. Correct. So Absolutely. Carl's son. From house. That's right. Yeah. He's done quite a few things, including Chicago Fire as well. Mm. And um, now Jim Robinson, who played Jim Robinson. Alan Dale. That was. Brilliant. Uh, you're doing well on this. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a buff. Now he got killed off um, as um, Paul Robinson's understanding dad. Uh, he's had a, a really impressive career stateside, uh, playing some poisonous patriarchs and serious blokes in suits from everything from the OC. Mm -hmm. 
um, through to Captain America. He was in Captain the America. Winter Soldier. And 24. He was in 24. He was in 24. Well. Uh, Lost yeah. and Ugly Betty. Yeah. Now, he came back from the Dead in the Neighbours 2018 Christmas episode dream sequence. Okay, Can you imagine yeah. that? He wouldn't have been the the first or the last to come back from the dead in Neighbours. Now another Hollywood star, also from Neighbours, played the role of Josh Taylor in 2007 to 2008. Oh, Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Liam and do you know Hemsworth. what? All three Hemsworth brothers have been in um, Australian soaps. No, no, they no, have. No, Chris was on rival show Home and Away, actually. He was, but he made a very special guest appearance oh, I'm, on Neighbours. I'm blown as, away. As did the brother from Lost that no one knows about there you go and um who can forget beth brennan now from uh, she started in the show from 92 to 94 went on to have again a career yeah. in music and films natalie imbruglia she did she did very well didn't she now of course she was in that uh, fantastic show torn uh, movie uh, sorry that was the song what that am was I the saying? song that's <laughs> right the um, and the Johnny English movies. Yeah. Nina Tucker. Come on, who was Nina yeah, Tucker? Delta Goodrum. Delta yeah, Goodrum. She, I mean, I think she was she singing before and then she got into Neighbours and then obviously well, Neighbours then just took, took off. off. Yeah. So um, she signed up as a shy songwriting schoolgirl Nina just as she was releasing her first single. There you go, Kim. And it yeah. launched her into the stratosphere with Neighbours basically acting as a trailer for her first album because the songs were worn into the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who played Flick Scully? Oh, that was the one that married the billionaire. What's yes, her name? Yes, yes, um, yes. Holly. Holly Valance. Holly Valance, yeah. that's right. She did um, uh, settle in the UK, did Strictly uh, Ballroom. Um, she was on shows like Prison Break, mm-hmm. CSI Miami and Entourage and is now settled in the UK with billionaire property magnet. Husband Nick Candy, who was apparently trying to buy Chelsea Football Club. That's a bit of trivia for you. Wow. Now, Izzy. Come on, oh, one of your favourite Nat Bass. Nat who we saw and reviewed last a uh, oh, couple of weeks yeah. ago from Jagged Little Pill. 2003 to 2007, of course, she um, had an oh, affair, didn't she, with Dr. Carl? Dr. Carl. And she oh, did. She was, she was the minx. Yeah, she was. She was the minx who stole, stole Dr. Carl, mm-hmm. would you believe, from Susan. Yes. Well, what can I say? What an incredible, incredible uh, legacy that show has, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being a, a Brit, you know, when I first came I thought about coming out to um, Australia I thought well this will be easy because um, I've watched Neighbours I know what Australia is going to be like there's nothing like Neighbours mind you Um, talking about being a Brit did you know the British royal family love Neighbours so much that they asked the cast the entire cast the entire cast or the main cast that was to attend the 1988 Royal Variety performance Uh, it doesn't surprise me Neighbours I think Mm. has been stellar it's been an incredible advertisement for Australian drama and it's such a shame I think that it's coming to an end did you also know no. a little bit of trivia because I it. love adding a little bit of trivia every week but um, Neighbours was the first Australian TV series or television show at all to have a gay same-sex wedding in its storyline in I 2018 did not know that go neighbors well mm. we've, we've got to play the neighbors theme by barry crocker now do you know kim this has gone to number one on the <laughs> uk charts after no. it was announced that neighbors would be no more i'm not surprised so let's have a listen to barry crocker <laughs> how fantastic is that we uh, sung along to that we didn't did I? I sung at the top of my lungs so kim we haven't got to give our scores to neighbors 
Uh, are we doing early neighbours or late neighbours? Oh, if it whatever was early neighbours. Uh, let's go early neighbours okay. for nostalgia. If it was early neighbours, I'd give it four and a half. If it's late neighbours, I'd probably only give it two and a half. So let's combine them and I'll, look, I'll give it four. You'll give it a four. I'm going to give it, give it a, I'm going to give it a five, Kim, because, you know, tragically, when I first came to Australia, one of the first places I visited was Pin Oak Crescent. Or court. Yes, Which one is it? In Oak uh, Court. In, in Nanawadding. In Vermont. Was oh, it in Vermont? Yeah. Nanawadding, Vermont. Yeah, so I was very excited and I got lots of photographs. And my mm. favourite photograph, what I'm most proud of, is a picture of me with Dr. Carl in a pub. Yeah, we met him a few years ago, didn't we? And we did. uh, I've never seen you starstruck before. <laughs> I loved it. Well, I was very sad to see the demise and end of Neighbours. Well, I'm, I will definitely be watching the uh, final episodes. I hope they bring some people back. Yeah, I'm going to revise mine down actually to three. Okay. Well, Let's look back then. It's time to um, bring together our scores. So you went to see the Batman, Kim. and I did, and I gave it three and a half stars, which is why I revised Neighbours down, because if I was going to take, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'd rather see Batman. <laughs> that Batman. So the Batman's got a, a score out of uh, ten. Out of, out of five, it was three and a half, but so you usually match mine yeah. when you haven't seen it. Yeah. So we'll give it seven. Seven out of, out of ten. ten for the Batman. Yeah. And then, of course, it was Hamilton. Hamilton, a great show. I gave it four and you gave it four and a half, which means that it's an eight and a half. Oh, you're good at maths today, Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed by your math skills. Yeah. Well, you you try this one, Afterlife. We both gave it five. What's I think your that's answer? our highest score ever. <laughs> I think five plus five is 11. <laughs> yeah, so a big 10 for that one. And Neighbours, I gave it three. And I can't believe you gave it oh, five. Oh, I had to give it a five. I loved, I've loved and adored Neighbours. It brought me to Australia. So um, well, it's go. a five Lucky from us. me. <laughs> Lucky Australia, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, that's it this week then for um, Girls on Film. You'll have to join in and uh, chat with us again next time where we've got some awesome films and shows to watch now Kim I want to throw out um, a gauntlet next time we're back I'm going to review the bizarrest TV show I've ever seen called Naked and Afraid I've never seen anything like it before and I'm going to share my thoughts on that show with you Absolutely. I've seen that with you and it's not as bad as it sounds. It, it's it's not a naked dating game. It's not. It's actually about survival and it's actually really good. It is. So until next time, take care, stay safe um, and we'll see you soon. See you everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.